Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am Tony Serino alongside Christopher Carter, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, we are joined by Joey from the Donut Bag podcast to recap the first Steelers training camp practice in pads. Backs on backers was the storyline of today. Chris is going to give us the lowdown on that, and then Joey, will, Joey and I will break down the wide receiver cornerback drills as well as our thoughts on the quarterback battle between Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs. Welcome to the show. You can find more of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the new Himalaya app, wherever you find podcasts. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure to get your daily dose. You can follow us on Twitter at LO Steelers. You can find us on Facebook. Search Locked On Steelers. Hit like on the Facebook page, but make sure you also join the Facebook group. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Steelers. All right, Chris, the first day of padded practice in the books. How are you doing today? Doing great, my man. How are you? Very good, very good. We got a special guest with us today, the host of the Donut Bag Woo. podcast. Joey, Woo. how are you doing? Doing great. This is awesome. Yeah. How was your uh, how was your first day out here at camp? Um, well, I'm probably really sunburned. Yeah. And, Same for uh, me. Yeah, but it's it's burn. been fun. <laughs> 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 All right, Chris. Well, this was the this was the first day in pads, and of course the uh, the storyline here is, is of course backs on backers. Yes, I, I was watching wide receiver cornerback drills. Didn't get to see backs on backers. So give us uh, give us the recap there. What was the storylines coming out? So immediately when they start, you hear Thomas say, "Benny Snell, go get him." And <laughs> he just he he puts it out there, and uh, Benny Snell. Definitely saying it's time, you know, it's all this Snell football stuff. I think Tom was like, it's time to see what's up about that. Yeah. He did well, too. Um, his early matchups, they kind of just messed around. They put him with uh, Matikavich and uh, Chicolo, I think it was. Okay. And he both times, he stood up strong, kept with him. He was not afraid. I mean, of course, he wasn't going to be afraid, but he engaged. He was low, good, good foot drive, good hands placement. Um, he did really well. Um, they brought him in a few times with different people. Um, so he did really well. Then they put in some Devin Bush. He, he was really quick. Um, he wasn't trying to overpower people as much. Um, trying to go around? Trying to go around. Okay. But also, not just around, but his hand technique. Okay. He was using different moves, and it was really starting to confuse some of the guys. Like, when he would get a first look, he would do one thing, and they'd kind of catch it. Second time, he'd counter off of it, and then they couldn't stop him. And that was a really good sign that he's, like, adjusting. Because uh, backs on back, it's often about who's, who's the biggest and the baddest. Yeah. But... When you start winning with your quicks, that's a very good sign. Uh, Chicolo had some really good reps. He beat uh, he beat, he beat Grimble really bad a couple times. Um, Grimble had some good fight too, like yeah, but uh, Chicolo was really starting to dominate. And then uh, uh, Jalen Smith Samuels had some really good reps. This is and uh, he looked okay. a lot better than last year. I'll yeah, say yeah, that. last year he struggled. He really struggled. But um, the matchup of the day because Ola Adini just was clobbering everything in sight he was just just get out my way and then and then and then he would counter that by being swift and just going around somebody because they would they would sell out to try and hit him really hard he was so tough and then at the the very last matchup uh, there was there was two guys that were going i i don't even remember who they were but they, they were like no no we want to go again mike Tomlin said nope uh <laughs> good luck with that i got ola and snell and he, and he calls both of them out they go at it on the first one ola hit snell so hard he leaned back, like Snell like started, had to like catch his feet, and it looked like Ola just like pulled up because he didn't want to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, uh, it, and like so like technically Ola didn't get to the quarterback, but it was one of those situations where they were trying to see who was going to create the biggest boom, and Ola won that. Um, then the second one, Ola sort of did a nifty move and got around Snell, and so Snell was like, okay, okay. And on the third one, the coach every time a coach approached Snell, talked to him, was really excited, and then. Uh, 
on the third one, he went right up to Ola. They challenged each other, and it, it was a good long fight. Like, you know, neither player gave up on the play for a good, like, five or six seconds, uh, and Snell won that one. So a very good showing. I'd say the winner of Backs on Backers is definitely Ola, Ola. Dini. You know, it's funny, it's funny, as you were describing that, I was thinking to myself, boy, this is not a fair fight between Ola Dini and, and Benny Snell. But then, you know, you think about it, Ola Dini is an undrafted free agent yep. from a year ago. Benny yep. Snell is, what, a fourth-round pick this year? So it's this is a, this is definitely a fair fight. I mean, I think, I think it goes to show you how what, what a good camp Ola is having so far because he was the talk of this practice throughout. You know, there was a special teams drill where uh, he got a shout out from Mike Tomlin um, on, a, on a gunner drill. Yep. Um, he was he was in there on an 11 on 11. Oladini's having a very, very good camp. I don't know if you guys saw, but the funny thing was so like practice wraps up and all the reporters are waiting over Ola Dini like when he like normally he just walks out just carries his helmet today he was walking a little slow with a smile on he should he He deserves it he was like he was like I know these guys want to talk to me and and there was like a good about like eight or ten reporters that were like right on him when he get it and he like walked up like with his like ooh I think they like me oh I think they like me Um, so that was uh, that was really but good for him And, and he has gotten a lot more explosive last year I thought he was just really strong with his hands Mm-hmm. I think he's really counted that with good lower body work. Um, so that's why I saw him backs on backers. Lots of Odini, lots of Snell. Um, Samuels looked a lot better. No Connor. I think yeah, no, they, no Connor at all. They he, held him out. Yeah, so Tomlin said in his postgame press conference that uh, um, uh, like Connor, uh, Pouncey, Ben, and there were certain vets that got kind of got the day off. Did, was Barron one of those guys? I was Barron, Barron didn't do anything today. Uh, you know, that's a good point. I don't think, yeah. I think he, he probably it wasn't was. in the injury report either. Though. Yeah. But the only injured player was, uh, Sean Davis. Yeah. And he said he had a finger, uh, and they said it may even be dislocated. Um, but they're still eva- evaluating. So no, no total, no definite news there, but he was pulled, but in his place was Cameron Kelly, who I thought had a good practice for being all over the place. Yeah. So that was backs on backers. Joe, you and I were watching wide receiver cornerback drills. And I think the standout here, of course, was Juju Smith-Schuster, who looked, who looked incredible. He looks like a man among boys out there, and uh, he looks like a superstar. Yeah, there was a lot of questions about whether or not he could be a number one receiver this year and all that. And he, you know, it seems like he's he's taken it to the next he's, level. He is head and shoulders above everybody else, and I mean, you could tell that that was amazing. Yeah, uh, I thought the other guy in in wide receiver cornerback drill that really stood out to me was Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, route running just so smooth out there. I think you know the, the Twitter video is going around when he beat. Brian Allen on a little uh, sweet little move going deep, and it was a guy who you know coming out of camp or coming out of uh, the draft process, right? There were questions about his speed, and I think he ran what four five, maybe four yeah. six in the forty, right? You didn't see it on that play. This is Brian Allen, I believe, ran in the four fours or mm-hmm. um, around there. So yeah, yeah, yeah not Alan. a problem for Deontay Johnson. Allen definitely has the, the flat line speed, but uh, I'll say this about Johnson: this is again why people compared him to AB was that AB didn't have good combine yeah. numbers when it came to speed. You know, he ran like a four five four or something like that. So seeing that from him and, and I didn't get to watch him in those drills because I was on backs on backers yeah. but uh, I'll tell you what when I saw him in the seven on sevens and the 11 on 11s I mean he was getting separation he's smooth man he's and, so so smooth and, and, and no, no hand usage like James Washington was, was doing a little pushing out there which you're allowed to do I mean the NFL they give the wide receivers that kind of room to do that as we all know um, yeah but uh, uh but he was getting that separation with just his footwork uh, special stuff from him. Yeah, he, he dropped an easy one, which, you know, probably his low point of the day. Um, but I thought he was another standout of today. Any, any other guys stand out to you in wide receiver cornerback? Not really. Yeah, I mean, everybody else just 
was okay. Yeah. I thought that Steven Nelson had an interesting rep against Juju. I tweeted this today, and a lot of people tweeted me back saying, I don't believe you. But Steven Nelson <laughs> versus Juju, Steven Nelson won that rep, and he was very physical, like, like we, you know, we've talked about in the past. He is a physical receiver, and he got in there and, and held his own with Juju. And this is something, you, Chris, you and I talked about yesterday, is the fact that... Um, you know, th this is the right this is the right venue for Steven Nelson. Put pads on, let these guys be yep. physical, yep. Um, and those are the reps he's going to win. So that was nice to see. Uh, what else stood out to me about wide receiver cornerback? Justin Lane got beat deep on on, on uh, one play and then came back at another nice rep. Um, Artie. Artie versus James Washington was kind of a storyline today. Yeah, there was a lot of that, especially yeah. I didn't see it in the drills, but in 11-on-11s, they were going at it. And, and you notice the play. The play that stuck out to me was James Washington versus Artie Burns. I think Washington might have pushed off. Yeah. Artie got upset about it, yeah. maybe let it bother him a little bit. This is this very similar to what we yeah. saw from him in the 2018 season. I'll tell you what, it was real funny uh, after the push-off because Washington doesn't pull in the catch. He, went up, he pushed off, went up for it, and didn't come down with it. Mike Hilton went right up, and he was like, he was messing with James a lot because he was like, ah, ah. And he was like, ah, oh, get off me, man. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was a, it was a funny, it was a funny exchange. But yeah, Artie did look a little. But I'll give Artie this: he came right, he stuck with it oh, throughout yeah. the practice. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it really messed him up too much. Um, a solid day, I think. Solid, solid day for Artie Burns. Um, again, he's he's sticking in there. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, Tom, someone asked in the press conference. Uh, with Tomlin, they said, uh, so what's, how is t t uh, Artie responding to adversity? And Tomlin said, I didn't know he was under adversity. And it was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was very interesting. And, and uh, it was kind of, I think that was kind of just Tomlin saying back off, like, yeah. he's okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, but I, again, th but this is what I'm saying. I, and I've said this all summer. I think Artie is a much higher standing with the organization than people think he is. Just simply because they still think that he, they, re they recognize his, his problems aren't physical, his problems are mental. Right. And they still see a lot of potential that if they can unlock it, he could be a starting cornerback in the league. But, again, that's a big if. All right, Chris, I know you got to run. Any other things stood out to you at camp today? Um, like I said, Cameron Kelly playing. He played slot corner and free safety, and he yeah. was he was the first free safety replacement for uh, for for Davis when he went out. Yeah. Which really caught me by surprise. Um, I'll tell you what, there was another guy that stood out to me in uh, in backs on Basser, Tazar Skipper. That dude was lighting people. Up. Okay. I mean, he would, and, and and not not the not the kind that was just like lucky hits. He would get up under you and drill you and push you back. But I'll I'll I'll, I'll say this about backs on backers. This was a light day still, because no Rosie Nix, no uh, James Conner, yeah, and Vince Williams didn't take a single. Oh, that's right. No Vince Williams either. So, and those are the three thumpers that I was waiting to see up against like the young guys. Like I was, I thought because you know, with all the Snell, talking that Snell had done. I thought Tom was gonna say Vince, like shut him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And uh, but but he, I mean, he gave him some vets. You know, he gave him Chicolo and, and Matikavich, who are are two stronger guys. So um, so I was a little surprised by that. But you know, good stuff there. All in all, I think they're still having a really good camp. Um, Davis's finger, you know, it seems like a very minor thing. It seems like he'll oh, be fine. back. Um, Steelers don't have a lot of depth there. You're right, and that's the problem. You, you need that. You need that to to not be a thing. Um, Marcus Allen had a big hit on uh, James Washington. Uh, in, uh, in kind of just open space. Um, I, and I also want, liked a few things from Justin Lane. He looked good and covered, and then he had a really good open field tackle um, on a running Oh, back. yeah, yeah. He came in and, and made a, a the, I think it was the only hit in the backfield during yeah. that, that drill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he came up and made a good tackle. Yeah, so really good there. I'd say if I had a player, a player of the day, a yeah. player of the practice, 
You're gonna have to go back to back here, Chris. No, I'm I'm gonna go with really. I'm gonna go with Deontay Johnson. Okay. Um, because of the way that he was looking, um, he also in the seven shots. Uh, we didn't talk about seven shots. The offense finally won one today, four three. Did they though? What do you mean, did they? I think, wasn't there a couple sacks in there? I have it, I have it written down. No, they, they weren't. A couple of they them weren't were, sacks. They were like extended plays. They were extended plays, but, but they broke the pocket. You got and, and All right, unfortunately, at this part of the recording, one of the security guards came up to us, uh, stopped us while we were doing the podcast, just wanted to make sure we were part of the media. So uh, we'll take a break here. We'll come back and we'll get Chris's thoughts on seven shots. Hey, before we continue, want to let you guys know about Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready when the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online. It's shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person doctor visit. There's no waiting in the pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for listeners of Locked On Steelers. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free. When you use our special promo code Locked On. you're just going to pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, we just got we, we just got interrupted here. We're we're doing this live at Steelers camp. All right, Chris, you were saying you and I were talking about seven shots and whether or not the yeah. offense really won. So, I think there was some that I think you know those were extended plays or maybe even sacks. That's that's the nature of the drill. I think that that that's just how I, I look at it. Is this? But uh, recapping seven shots real yep. quick. Um, like I said, offense won four to three. Um, the first Dobbs got first team reps. He the first one he did a really he did a really good read to Juju over the middle. He went to his first read, his second read, and his third read was Juju hit him with a crosser. That was uh, that was that was really solid. Solid. His second one broke the pocket on a on a play that broke down, hit Grimble in the end zone. Yep. Uh, that beat Vince Williams. Um, so that that was a very well executed sort of scramble drill. Let me get the ball off and keep my head head up for looking for stuff. Um, third one. Uh, incomplete. It was a throwaway because Sutton really blanketed Dante Moncrief in the end zone. I think he just ran out of reads and he was like, "Nope, just get rid of this ball. We're not going to throw a pick here, uh, which is a good decision. And then the fourth one was a very interesting play. Uh, Hilton um, on, I think it was Juju over the middle. And uh, Hilton, like, it was, it was a good ball, but Hilton, like, dove, batted the ball up, and Burns picked it off. Uh, it was a good throw and good pocket presence from Dobbs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, all in all, that was that. And then Rudolph came in, went two of three. His first one was an incomplete um, Burns was covering Washington on a, a, a sort of a, a post fade. up. It was like a fade. It was, out. A, it was a fade, and yeah. Washington tried to like box him out, but Artie stood tall on him. Um, a bit of an overthrow as well. It was, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. I think it was just that's part of the chemistry is figuring out where where you're going to stop in the end zone. Yep. Um, the sixth play was a. Uh, uh, um, Deontay Johnson put on a double move because Rudolph sort of bought some more time, and his double move. I'm, and this is how quick Deontay Johnson is. He 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 moved. He he put this juke move on Cameron Kelly. Kelly didn't even thought he pushed off. I, I legit saw he never made contact. He was just looking around like, where did he go? And then Rudolph, <laughs> like like that was the kind of look he was. And he was looking around like, what the fuck just? Pardon my <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll bleep it. It's all good. Yeah, but uh, but he was like, what just happened? Uh, that was really funny. And then he, and then Rudolph hit a. Uh, um, slipped a slipped a sack and hit a 
Johnson on an, in, an inside route. So the offense finally wins one uh, first of the first of the, the camp. Uh, 2-1 defense overall right now. But good stuff so far. I liked what I saw at Dobbs. He looked a lot more composed today. Same with Rudolph. Um, but again, that's why you want to see just quarterbacks. No Ben today, time. we should say. No, oh yeah, and no Ben. But <gasps> Tomlin said that's part of the plan. Certain yeah. vets get their certain days off. Yep. You know, Ben, they're going to give ben a, ben a chance. He had his family up here. It's really So he was just kind of having the, the nice Sunday to relax a little bit. And then tomorrow I think they'll be out of pads for, for a day, and then they'll have a day off. And I think then probably the next pad at practice you'll see Ben taking things seriously yep. and uh, running through all the reps. But, yeah, uh, but all in all, I say Deontay Johnson's my top. He scored in shots. He scored in 11-on-11s. Uh, um, and as you guys were talking about, he was doing well in the just, drills. Yeah, just looked good overall. Yeah, I think that's a very good sign. Not that he's going to be he's jumping up the death chart right now, but he's a guy that I'd still, I'd still say keep your eyes on. All right, Chris. Uh, if, if you're listening to this, it's already over, but Chris was on the final word last night. So if you have it on DVR, so give, it a, give it a watch. Or check it out on WPXI.com or DK go. Pittsburgh Sports. We'll have the videos up on there, and you can watch that for free without even subscribing. But still subscribe. Um, <laughs> as you guys know, you can find me at Carter Critiques on Twitter, breaking down stuff all the time. And hit me in the DMs. Hit me with the ads. So I'm always down to talk. Um, and then uh, you guys know I'm the lead NFL analyst for DK Pittsburgh Sports, breaking down X's and O's Monday through Friday. I'll have something up on Deontay Johnson today, this Monday, um, breaking, up, breaking down what he's doing well in camp but also to combine that where he's going because of what he was able to do in college so find us at dkpittsburghsports.com you can sign up right now for a trial with 99 cents if you like us stick with us if not thank you for coming um but we think you will because we cover steelers pirates and penguins unlike anybody else but uh you guys where you guys keep listening to the show because joey and tony here are gonna keep going i gotta i gotta make my run to wpxi now yeah man we're gonna take a break here we'll come back and uh, joey and i will give you our players of the day all right, back here with Joey from the Donut Bag Podcast. Joey, we uh, we just heard Chris say that Mason Rudolph, Josh Dobbs, they had okay days. I, you know, I, I know I am the negative guy on this podcast, and so I'm going to disagree with them. I, I thought they both had really up and down days, and really probably more down days than up for the majority of it. But what what did you see out of there? I know this was your first day at camp, so this is the first day with, with pads, no Ben out there, so these two got a lot of reps. What what did you see? I have to agree. It was okay. Um, there were some bad throws. There were some good throws. There was yeah. there was neither did anything to stand out that was like way better than the other. It was just right. it was basically even. Yeah, I, I I thought the same thing. I mean, I think that the throw of the day was probably I think it was Mason Rudolph who hit Juju on a seam route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that I thought was probably the the best throw of the day. But they were both just so up and down. A lot, lot of defenders getting their hands on the ball today, which is something the Steelers had a problem with a year ago. Um, we saw Devin Bush get his hands on a ball that he probably should have brought down. I think Cam Sutton had two interceptions um who else there there, I mean there was just you know a lot of time this is this is a this is something that the coaches have been preaching a lot throughout campus defenders getting their hands on the ball and they did today yeah well (laughs) the thing about these what's good for the defense is bad for the offense the other way around so uh it's good for the interceptions except for the people that are throwing them yeah i mean that's the thing right is this backup quarterback battle um you know has i don't i mean i wouldn't say it's gone poorly so far but you know i was hoping that we would see both of these guys raise their game to another level in this camp haven't seen that yet look we're three practices in that could very easily happen over the next couple weeks but um yeah today was probably you know a a check for the for the defense when it comes to just the, the practice overall all right one other thing we should talk about here is Drew Rosenhaus was at practice today. He was seen talking to some of the Steelers executives down on the field. He is the agent for Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden said uh, right right before the start of camp that he's hoping, he's optimistic to get a deal done. You got to assume that that's who he's working on there. And that's a big deal. Chris and I have talked about this. This is the first year in a while this secondary finally has some stability, but that stability ends if they let Joe Hayden walk. Yeah, it it would be great to, to keep Joe Hayden, but then 
there's that factor of he's kind of old. So right. what, what do you how do much there? Want, yeah, and how much how much money is he going to want over the exactly, next couple of years? Exactly, exactly. Just because you say, hey, we're working on a deal, right. that could that could fall apart real quick. Right, especially because the Steelers don't have a ton of, ton of cap space now, right? If he wants any new money in this deal, what the Steelers are going to want is they're going to say, Joe, look, why don't we extend this deal out a couple years, turn some of your base salary this year into a signing bonus, yeah. right? Extend that out so they can create some cap space right now because this is a team that has a million dollars in cap space today with the 90, you know, the 90 man roster, um, you know, when, they, when this thing, when all 53 guys count, this is going to be a problem. And this, this team's going to have absolutely no cap space whatsoever. So getting a deal done somewhere. And I think the Hayden thing makes a lot of sense. Now, I think he's also the agent for Sean Davis. That, I guess that could also be something that they're working on potentially. Um, but I think Sean Davis is likely in a, in a you know, contract year, right? He's got, he's yeah. got to prove it on the field yeah, first. Exactly. Um, tough to see him sit out. Uh, Mark Barron sat out, which, which gave Devin Bush a lot of reps today. And like I said, Devin Bush got his hands on a football. So, you know, this, you know, you and I were talking before we started, right? If, if Mark Barron doesn't get back out there, he could be Morgan Burnett all exactly. over again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This could, this could all of a sudden, yeah, you know, mean Devin Bush wins that spot just because he has no competition. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about Barron is he kind of expected to be a three down back and we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if something like this happens, he might be a zero down back. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much what happened to Morgan Burnett a year ago is, you know, he basically became the dime linebacker because he just wasn't available throughout camp. The Edmonds won that position. And so, you know, look, I think this is still a team that wants to use all three of these guys in a rotation, whether, you know, whether that be Vince Williams, Mark Barron or Devin Bush. But um, the more the more reps Bush gets out there without without Barron and the better he looks. I mean, look, this is a guy who absolutely could be the starter on day one. All right, let's finish up here. Your player of the day. Got to go Ola. Um, it's it's amazing. We've gone from how's Ola going to do to him <laughs> impressing all every time he's out there. Yeah. Uh, it's looking good. He is. He, he's looking spectacular. And, you know, I know it's it's you know, having, a, having a take this strong this early is probably a mistake because this can be used against us. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Ola has gone from a – you know, can he make the roster and all of that, right? Because this is a guy who was probably a, f a fringe borderline a roster spot guy a year ago. Um, he had that hamstring injury. They, they put him on IR to, to keep him around. But that's not a question. I mean, at this point, there's no question he's making the 53. Right. Oh, the, yeah. the question about Oladini at this point is, can he keep this up for the next next couple of weeks? And, and then the next question is going to be, how many reps does this guy get during the regular season? Where does he enter into that rotation? Because he's been a star. And a star everywhere, right? I mean, a star, like Chris said, in backs on backers. A star when he's out there in 11 on 11 and he's rushing the pass and even on special teams. I mean, this guy is, is doing it in, in all three phases. So um, that was really fun. My, mine is going to be, so you took mine, and then um, Chris also. Well, I, I thought Chris was going to go Ola, and so I was going to go Deontay Johnson. And then you went Ola, so now I have, to, I have to go deep into the vault here for my player of the day. Boy, you know, it was going to be Ralph Webb. And I know a lot of people haven't heard of Ralph Webb, but... He looked good today. He did. Yeah, there was there was a couple really nice runs. They did a drill where it was pretty much all runs, right? This is the first padded practice, so this is the first time these running backs can actually show their skills out there uh, when they're not playing two-hand touch. So I, I thought he looked good. Very good vision. Couple good cuts. He had, yeah, I think he had a 17-yard run, a 13-yard run. And this was just not a guy who was getting caught behind the line of scrimmage. I thought he had some nice vision. 
Then he fumbled and end around. And I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's just a no-no on this team, especially a team like like the Steelers right. who are trying to to cut back on those turnovers right. from a year ago. Can't have that. So that'd be tough. That'd be tough for me to give him player that. I'm, I'm going to go Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton had a big interception today. Thought he was very good in coverage, and I want to give it to someone in that secondary because I do think, you know, like we talked about, the secondary had a good day. I thought overall, even without Sean Davis out there. You know, people were asking me, um, you know, how does how does Cameron Kelly look? Honestly, I, I know Chris said Kelly had a good day. I didn't really notice him as much because the quarterbacks weren't really p- trying to push the ball right. down the field. Right. This there was everything. A lot was, of deep throws. No, was, everything was kind of underneath. And I think you know that that's testament to two things. One, Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs, you know, kind of being risk averse at yeah. this point in camp. Yeah. And then also, I think the coverage was just good today. And we talked about Steven Nelson doing well. Um, I thought I thought Cam Sutton for me is going to be my player of the day. All right, that'll do it. Uh, Joey, let people know where they can find your work. Um, on Twitter, I am Joey Bag of Donuts with a V. I also have my own podcast, The Donut Bag. Um, I tweet all the time. I also podcast all the time, so I'm uh, I'm pretty prolific. Yeah, yeah, yes, you are. Yes, you are. So get, give that a listen again. That's The Donut Bag. Chris has been on there a bunch of times. Maybe Joey, maybe maybe sometime you can have me we'll on. See. We'll see. We'll see. All right, that'll do it for us today. Uh, you can find me at Steeler Country on Twitter, and Chris and I will be back tomorrow for more Locked On Steelers.